GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am your host, LPJ. And I'm joined by two very special people to me. <laughs> very special. Well, Already, already starting with this. Yep. Uh, one is wearing a lovely plain black hat. <laughs> just straight up plain, like he's some kind of, I don't know, stalker. I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, Marvel superhero in disguise in all the Marvel movies. Yep. Hovercraft Joe. How's it going, LBJ? I, I can see this is going to be one of the episodes where you introduce me like I'm a guest on your podcast. Yeah, it's every, that's every podcast. Oddly, uh, enough, oddly enough, if you listen to the previous two episodes, you're not on them, so go figure. That's weird. It's weird. Uh, and joining me is Dave. Also, Dave. Dave is here. Oh, I threw on a bunch of accessories so you comment on my accessories as well. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an audio media. It's not going to oh. doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, so <laughs> I know we have Dave on a lot, but this is a movie that uh, we're, we're, we're going to talk about that we were kind of like, well, we can't do this without Dave. So because I, he is, again, like this is one of those movies I feel like he was always a really big proponent of, like maybe before like other people really caught on to it. And he was kind of like always seeing his phrases. We're going to talk about Crank. The Jason Statham classic crank. And and again, I think this is one that Dave kind of was always on the hype train for, and maybe before some other people. But maybe I'm wrong about that, Dave. Oh, no, you are correct. <laughs> I saw it opening weekend, and I was like, you guys have to see this. Like, I was already, like, on board. It's like, the preview was, like, used a line that was never in the movie. Where it's like, my name is Jeff Chelios, and today is the day I die. And I'm like, I'm on board. <laughs> Um, what about you, LPJ? What it was your kind of? I don't remember. Like, I don't really remember the first time I saw this. I know I definitely didn't see it in the theater. Um, and it was definitely a rental, obviously. But I can't, for the life of me, th- remember when I saw. It. I know it was early on. It was probably right after it was released on DVD. Um, but I don't actually remember seeing it. I remember being. Super pumped to see the second one after obviously seeing this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I you know, and when did the when did the not to plug another podcast? When did the how did this get made episode of this movie? I feel like it came out shortly after the second one because like they because I remember they ended up talking to the director. Yeah, he was on the whole episode. Them, and yeah, and they like they briefly cover the first one, mostly cover the second one. Oh, okay. But though I um I left out the fact that when I saw it, I was on vacation up in uh, Lake, Lake Superior State in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and I'm like, we need to drive to the movie theater, which was in Canada, to go <laughs> see it, because I'm like, we need to see this movie. I had one of the worst hangovers of my life. Like, it, you know, one of those things where you're questioning everything you did the night before, and I'm like, nah, but we still need to go see Crank. You know? <laughs> wow. 
Um, yeah, and just kind of to finish that off, I don't really. I mean, like, I, I kind of feel like ULBJs. I don't. I don't think I saw it in the theaters, but maybe I did. I don't really have a memory of the exact first time that I saw it. Um, definitely seen it a few times since then. I, I hadn't sat down and watched the whole thing in a while, though. So um, prior to this viewing, uh, okay. So the release date on Crank is September first, two thousand six. Um, it had a budget of twelve million dollars, uh, a domestic gross of twenty seven million, and a worldwide of forty two million dollars. So, uh, pretty good uh, return on investment there for uh, twelve million dollars yeah. uh, worldwide, at least. No, I agree, and I think what this movie has going for it is the way it was made and the way it was shot. Like, it doesn't really look like at the time it didn't really look like anything else that had been out there. Um, and that's mostly because the directors, Neville Dean and Taylor, who are also the writers, come from like the the music video scene and kind of like the punk rock skateboarding scene. So they weren't really comfortable using traditional cameras. They instead used handheld, you know, prosumer grade HD camcorders and recorded everything digitally themselves on like Canon was it, like Canon HR1s or HX1s? Like, they're cameras that I used to sell at Best Buy. <laughs> Literally. Like, we, sold, we used to sell them at Best Buy. And uh, that's how this whole thing was shot. And so the whole film, the whole movie has kind of like an indie film feel to it. Um, but almost like a music video, skating video. It's really weird. Yeah, I can, I can see that. It does kind of have like a weird kind of like manic energy to the whole thing where it's kind of like go from the start and kind of just like, and there is like just a lot of, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more as we kind of go through the movie, but there's just a lot of weird kind of like shots that they use and perspectives. Like there's that one scene where it's like, you're seeing stuff like from inside the microwave and they use like the Google map stuff to like show you it just, there's a lot of interesting kind of weird stuff that they use. And that's, it somehow feels almost like a, like a 70s crime drama, but still also peak aughts, you know? Well, <laughs> like, you know, and that's um, part of it is that the, a, lot of the sh- a lot of the shots in this, a lot of the kind of aesthetic of it is based off of the first two Grand Theft Auto games. And the first two Grand Theft Auto games were top-down um, top views. They weren't, the third, they weren't the third person, you know, like you, like you see now in like Grand Theft Auto V. Um, it was, you know, a top-down map, kind of like Google Maps. And it would zoom in on a spot where you were going, and you would see people from above running in different places. And that's what these Google Maps shots were. A lot of it was taken almost directly from the first two Grand Theft Auto games. Um, so uh, just to kind of finish off the numbers here, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes for Crank is 61%, and the audience score is 71%. So um, that that seems about right to me. Uh, yeah, that tracks. The, yeah. Now... Uh, top grossing movies of 2006. Uh, number one is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Number two is Night at the Museum. And number three is Cars. Uh, this movie, Crank, came in number 100 at the domestic box office. And we have actually only done one other movie in 2006. And it was number nine, Casino Royale. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking it. We, didn't, we have not done a lot of movies in this kind of time frame they like the early 2000s no 
Based on that list that you just read, with the exception of one, I would and one and crank, I would say that uh wasn't a good year. So maybe there's a reason that you haven't. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Could be, could be. Um, all right. Do you want guys want to talk about the cast next? Yeah. Okay. So we obviously mentioned Jason Statham playing Chev Chelios. Uh, the only other people that I really know in this movie, and so you guys might have to help me out with it, is obviously Amy Smart plays Eve. Yep. Uh, Ramirez, also known as Pedro from uh, Napoleon Dynamite, plays Kalo. And uh, Dwight Yoakam as uh, Doc Miles. Those yeah. were really the only people that I knew. Yeah. So there's that one guy that was on Veronica Mars and was the kid from Kazam that now has all the weird tattoos. You know, he got killed. Kazam. Are you going to give us a name? Or we just I don't know his name, but I just know that he's the... His, his name is actually because he's like the grandson of Frank Capra or something. So his last name's Capra. I know that much. Yeah, he's not and listening here. He's not. Yeah, he well, he, he had a small part. He's the one who Chelios kills in the shirt factory. Oh. And, um, <laughs> and I believe Don Kim is the guy who settles the argument, the, the dude and the sweet argument in Dude, Where's My Car? Yours oh. says dude and yours says sweet. Oh, uh, yeah, I think you're... I think you're right. Oh, I, and I forgot to mention uh, Glenn Howerton as oh, yeah. Dr. Uh, small role uh, Dennis from uh, It's Always Sunny. Chester yeah. from Lincoln Park. Yeah, <laughs> Chester Bennington from Lincoln, Lincoln Park. You're right. Uh, also, like Sam Witwer's in this. Sam Witwer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in um, uh, Once Upon a Time. He's in uh, the Supergirl TV show. <laughs> He's, uh, the, he's like the king of Star Wars voice actor. Yeah, he's the vo- he's a voice of Darth Maul. Yeah, and, he, and Emperor Palpatine. He does a lot of different voices. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Keone Young is Don Kim. He was in. If you guys ever watched um, uh, uh, Deadwood, he's in Deadwood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and as Dave said, he's the guy that settles the argument about whose tattoo says what. Even who says sweet. <laughs> That's it. I got nothing else. I can't. Okay. I can't top that. Um, I will say this though. I, I will bring in my my role reversal now because it makes more sense to bring it in now. This okay. film was written for Johnny Knoxville. He was going to be the cast in this, and for whatever reason, it fell through. And so then they cast Statham, and that plays a big impact in the second film. Well, first they offered it to Nicholas Cage before they cast that's, Statham, that's and he couldn't do I it. Yes, Nicholas oh, no Cage. Worries. Yep. They got to work with him eventually. They did. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. You know what? That movie is better than people give it credit for. I completely 100% agree with you. He pisses fire. He really does. <laughs> he literally he, pees fire. He turns hit a like forklift, I mean like a uh, an excavator into his like flaming motorcycle. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> I di- we digress. Yeah. Um... Okay, so uh, let's do some net worth real quick, because um, I only have a few. Uh, let's start with Efren Ramirez. What do you guys think about Efren Ramirez, Dave? Um, He's got that sweet, sweet, I literally don't know anything besides Napoleon Dynamite money. Um, He can't be worth that much. I'm going to say 500000 Okay. What do you think, uh, LBJ? Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet Napoleon Dynamite, the animated series money. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'll say two million. Uh, he has four million dollars, guys. Four million. Good for him. For right. Comic book circuit. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Glenn Howerton. He's got that sweet, sweet AP bio money. What do you think, Dave? 
Well, he's got that sweet, sweet Thieves and the Strangers uh, money. Um, I'm going to I mean, he's got to get good money from Soy Sonny. I'm going to say $15 million. Okay. I have Nobody no idea. Yet. I don't even know who he is. Well, um, he's Dennis from It's Always Sunny. I, I, I don't watch oh. It's Always Sunny. I should, but I don't watch it. Um, he's the guy in this movie that he holds a gun to and makes him give him the uh, drugs off the cart in the hospital. Oh, he appears in, yeah, he appears yeah, in the yeah, sequel, yeah. too. Yeah, okay. I do know who that guy is. I still don't know how much he makes. Uh, two million. Jeez. <laughs> Lowball. $25 million. Good for him. Good for him. Okay. Next up, LBJ Dwight Yoakam. He's got that sweet, sweet panic room money. What do you think for Dwight Yoakam? He's got that sweet, sweet uh, country music star money. Um, <laughs> I'll say... The man has 20 albums. Uh, let's go with $45 million. Okay. What do you think, uh, Dave? He's got that sweet, sweet, sweet uh, sling blade money. <laughs> I'm going to say $50 million. Uh, Close, but actually LBJ right on the button with $45 million. Wasn't he like married to Laura Dern for a while or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know Laura Dern super fan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, two more for you. Uh, Amy Smart and all her sweet, sweet road trip money. What do you think, Dave? Uh, well, she's also got that sweet, sweet outside Providence money. <laughs> um, she's been in some like, stinker straight to video and such. She can't be worth that much. I'm going to say $4 million. Oh, Okay, man. She's got that sweet, sweet Carter Oosterhouse is her husband money. Uh, <laughs> he's Carter Oosterhouse. He's like a design guy, like a, like a home, home, uh, home design guy from... Like the TV shows and stuff. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they got married in Traverse City. Aaron was excited. Okay. My wife was excited about it. Um, I'll say, I'm going to say $25 million. Uh, $8 million for uh, Amy Smart. As the backtrack, Jason just revealed like that as a married man, he would know who that guy is. As single guys, Joe and I would have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's totally fair. Um, okay, and then finally, uh, Jason Statham himself. He's got that sweet, sweet uh, movie he was in that me and Dave saw on Thanksgiving night where he fights James Franco. Uh, Homefront. Thank you. Future podcast episode movie, Homefront. Of course. (laughs) So what do you think, LBJ? What do you think for Satan? We've done him a bunch. We have, and I definitely do not remember. (laughs) He's got that sweet, sweet uh, Jet Li's The One money. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'll say 50 million. He's got that sweet, sweet parka, as Joe would say it, money. <laughs> um, I'm going to go a hundred million. Uh, closer, uh, 90 million, $90 million. Hey, good for him. Yeah. Wait, just, this is neither here nor there, but before we get too far there, what's the name of the bad version of Jet Li in the one? Why can't I remember what he is? Uh, it's you. It's oh, it's you law and Gabe law. So Gabe law is the good one. You law. There's also there's lawless. No, no, no. But, law. I'm, but I'm just saying that he's that's the one at the end. Yeah, you law like, is the bad. You law is nobody's bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, you talked about we talked about the directors Neville Dean and Taylor. Um, uh, you know, you mentioned they did Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, they also did uh, what's that movie they did with like Clive Owen? Shoot them up. Oh, were they? I don't. They didn't do shoot them up, did they? No, they no. Didn't. They did Gamer. 
Gamer, that's the one I'm thinking. That's I'm sorry. That's Owen, though. That's with. Um, well, you yeah, know what? Gerard Butler. You can't you know up your Gerard Butler movies, Joe. <laughs> you know what? I suck. Sorry, guys. I tried to go off the cuff and I was wrong. Yeah. They, they also wrote Jonah Hex. Yeah. Oh, that, God. Yeah. On their website for a while, they were selling. On their website, they were selling, like, their version of the Jonah Hex script. I'm like, it could be better, I suppose. Uh, that movie is not good. Um, and then the music, Paul Hosslinger. I, I got nothing on him. Yep, nope, nothing. Okay, uh, are you guys ready for the taglines? Because there's... <laughs> yes. There's actually quite a few. Okay. Poison in his veins. Vengeance in his heart. Um, there are a thousand ways to raise your adrenaline. Today, Chef Chelios will need every single one. Uh, this is probably Dave's favorite. My name is Chet Chelios, and today is the day I die. hey uh, If his heart stops pumping adrenaline, it will be the day Chet Chelios dies. And then finally, you stop, you die. Then, yeah, you know, it's fine. Time. I mean, they're all very on the point. I kind of like the poison in his veins, vengeance in his heart one. Yeah, that one's good. I like yeah. it. So, you know, not bad. Um, okay, so before we kind of start going through this movie, anybody have anything else they want to mention as far as trivia facts, anything like that that you want to you want to bring up? Or not, not should we specific? But I do want to say this: just the whole conceit of this film is bananas. Oh yeah! Like I don't remember ever even remotely thinking of any movie that had anything like this. It's so original. Now, whether they pulled things off or not is something else altogether, but like the whole concept of it is really phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. no, it, 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 and it's so, it, it's very unique and it's very an interesting way to kind of set up a movie and set up a premise, you know, uh, and, and you're right. It's not really something that's done. <laughs> no, and I can't think of anything that's really like either, like the for this one or the second one, I can't think of anything that's like them. Like, even now, no. even after they've come out. Because there's been movies with the conceit of, like, like old film noir movies with conceit of, like, someone's poison and they have to find their own killer. But they've never had it like this. You know, never, like, you know, like, you know, he has to stay, you know, stay pumped up and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, really, the whole him being poisoned thing is kind of secondary. It's really all yeah. just, it's really just a, 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 um, a MacGuffin to get him to, you know, inject himself or, or juice himself up with adrenaline the entire thing, just to give them excuses to do it. Yeah. And so I guess we should probably talk about just the basic idea of this film is, you know, he's kind of a, he's a, he's a, he's an assassin. He's a hired thug. And Chubb Chelios is, and he gets injected with a Chinese poison. That's going to kill him in an hour. And the only thing that can keep him alive is to keep the flow of adrenaline pumping through his body. And so the whole film is just him going from place to place to place, trying to get his next adrenaline fix until he can track down the guys who poisoned him to try and get the cure. Also, I think one thing that's just so crazy and original this movie is his name is Chev Chelios. Like, how many movies would his name just be like John Smith and just some like generic <laughs> waspy name? You know, it's like the only other person named Chelios I know of is Detroit Red Wings and, you know, multiple other hockey team great Chris Chelios. But, you know, Jason Statham, his name should be Chev Chelios. It's like no one's had that name before in a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know? it, it's, yeah, I agree. It's very strange. You know, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and that is kind of like exactly how the movie starts. Like you, like you said, LBJ, it starts up with him like waking up, finding the video, explaining that he's been poisoned, telling him that he has basically like an hour before he's going to die. So he immediately calls his doctor. That's who Dwight Yoakam plays in the movie. He's great. I he's love amazing. Dwight Yoakam. And you know, really, everybody in this film is pretty good. But oh, yeah. Dwight Yoakam and Jason Statham are really good in this. Oh, yeah. It's true. Um, and, and he kind of, um, I think he kind of explains to him, like, what's going on and, and kind of gives him the four and one about, like, or maybe it's not the exact scene. Maybe it's the second time he talks to him, but basically yeah. kind of explains, hey, you know, it, it's a te- it's going to shut down your heart. And the only way to keep it going is adrenaline and all and all this stuff. So he kind of like he checks in with him a few times throughout the movie and kind of like he's basically trying to get to him because he thinks that maybe he can help him. Um, but he's in like Las Vegas at the time. Yeah, we, should, we should probably specify as far as doctors go. He's a disbarred doc or a dis uh, <laughs> a a a a. Like a failed license. He lost his license. A doctor who lost his license, who is basically a doctor for criminals and, uh, you know, can do all kinds of different things for them, uh, legally or illegally. Um, I, I, the first place he goes is he goes to see, uh, that guy Orlando at like that biker bar. Yeah. Um, uh, that's pretty funny. He does some, he does some coke cause he thinks that's going to help him get, uh, get some adrenaline and, um, and he like picks a fight with all the guys in the bar. Actually, I love uh, that scene cause like Orlando is so calm throughout all of it. Like everyone else is freaking out and Orlando is just like, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, there's, they're all pointing guns at him. There's so many guns. Um, then he gets he gets, starts getting chased by the police. Uh, I like that he just like casually drives into the mall and starts driving his car through the mall, and then s- somehow gets his car on an escalator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and not just on the escalator, like sideways up the escalator. Yeah, it's a big like, car. It is not a small car. No, it's a big car, and he like gets it on the escalator, right? And sideways, and he like climbs out. He runs out of the uh, the mall. He gets in a cab, and I I just made a note that there's like a really weird like version of achy breaky heart playing when he's that's the, the original version. So oh, when Billy Ray Cyrus did it, it was a cover. I don't think they could get they could afford Billy Ray Cyrus's version, so they got the original version. Oh well, there you go. Um, he has the cab driver stop at a convenience store where he goes in and just like robs a place, but he just steals a bunch of like caffeine pills and energy drinks and stuff. I forgot that like this sounds so weird, but I didn't realize like Rockstar and Red Bull were as big as they were back in two thousand six. Oh yeah, that was like. I mean, everyone drinks them now, but that was when like they were at like, oh my gosh, this is a new thing. They're replacing coffee, you know? Yeah. Um. So, and, and there's another scene where they, they introduce, I guess it's like his boss as like a hitman, like the crime guy he works for. Um, but like this movie is, it, and, and potentially the sequel too, are just full of a lot of random nudity. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, just yeah. Like r- random naked ladies for no apparent reason in this movie. And they don't do the scenes the easy way for anything. Like when he meets his boss, he jumps into the pool. He doesn't wait for him to come up from the yeah. water. He jumps into the pool. You know? Yeah, I forgot about that. He dives completely uh, in the pool, and like, but like his boss won't help him. Essentially, is what it is, right? No, he yeah. won't. Which is right on point because Jason Statham used to be an Olympic diver. Boom! There it is. 
So after he finds out his boss won't help, I I, I do kind of like when he steals that guy's cab and he throws him out and he just yells Al Qaeda. Yeah, and and like all those, 2006. Uh, that's perfect, you know. And all those old ladies start like beating up the cab driver. <laughs> so random. Uh, that's when he talks to the doctor again and tells him that he needs to get um, F F and Ephraim. Thank you. Like he he needs to get some of that. Um, but then uh, Kalo calls him because, like, I, I don't really know what him and Kalo's like previous relationship is, but he like calls him early on in the film and tells him he's looking for uh, what's is it? What's Verona's first name? Ricky. Ricky Verona. Ricky Verona. So uh, he calls him and tells him that he saw his brother going into like this restaurant. So Statham goes there. I think <laughs> I think Kalo is like like his eyes and ears on the street. Yeah. Okay. Essentially what it is. Cause Statham, you know, is so Statham's job basically is he gets hired by, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name now. Uh, the, his boss, uh, Carlito. Carlito. Yeah. He gets, gets hired by Carlito to go hit somebody. And, uh, he uses Kalo to kind of scope things out. And then he goes in, it seems like. Okay. 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 So, uh, he, he, he walks into the restaurant. Um, Verona's brother sees him kind of walk in. So he's like all handled. He goes, he like leaves the back of the restaurant and like immediately gets his entire hand cut off. By, with that uh, meat cleaver. Yeah. Jason Statham with a meat cleaver. Which and is then, awesome. Like, yeah. And then it, it gets even more. turn me loose. It's getting even more. It gets more ridiculous because then they're fighting, and he's literally like punching Jason Statham with the stump of yeah. his hand. Um, and then uh, like uh, Kalo shows up and starts attacking him. So he's like beating up Kalo, and then Jason Statham picks up the gun with his hand around it that he chopped off and shoots him <laughs> with it. And then he throws the hand at Kalo and asks him if he wants to hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that, so he, then he ends up at the hospital. That's where he runs into the uh, guy uh, from Lincoln Park, or R.I.P. I think that guy's dead now, Yeah, right? he is he dead. Is. Okay, so he's the one who tells him that he can do the nasal spray. To it get will some. get you tweaked. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, he just grabs a bunch and he's doing a bunch of nasal sprays. Um, the cops <laughs> And he does it throughout the whole film, too. Yeah, I love it, like, I like he just keeps it. pulling them on everywhere. And like throughout the film, just he's constantly hitting the nasal spray. Yeah, I do like that they keep calling back to that. Um, so the cops chase him through the hospital. He puts on a uh, hospital gown, so they like show his ass a bunch of times too, for no other reason. That this, that's, that's when, when that he, was when Dave texted me. He's like, "Oh man, well, my well, favorite <laughs> state the movie, my also, favorite one." There's so much is, ass in this. It's a staple of action classics. I suggest it for a Patreon episode. <laughs> action star tushies because. Think about it. That's what they said. Arnold, Stallone, when he, Van Damme. When yeah. he texted me, he's like, this is almost the tushiest movie we've ever seen. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's what The Expendables is, is lacking. None of those guys show their tush anymore. Man, we're going to officially, Dave, unfortunately, you've now become the tushy expert of the podcast. <laughs> that's it. That's his nickname, the tush. <laughs> Which is oh, hilarious, because I have a very flat butt. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait till he joined the Discord as the Tush. As the tush. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so this is where we have the scene with uh, Glenn Howerton. They're like pushing a guy through the hospital on like a uh, 
like basically uh, what like on a, a stretcher gurney. on a gurney, and he like holds uh, holds him with a gun, and basically it's like I got to get that uh, word that I can't say right. Epinephrine. Thank you. Uh, so he gives it to him. He also makes him use like the uh, the paddles that the uh-huh. later on him to give him uh, uh, a shock. Uh, this is where I have a note where he gives himself the drug. I'm like, oof. LBJ ain't gonna like the needles in this movie. Did, I did not watch that part. I turned my head. <laughs> no Which leads me to my next question. I have some epinephrine right here. You guys want to watch me do it? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you really do have epinephrine right there. It's an EpiPen. It's for if you have, if I have oh, peanut yeah. allergy. I've never had it. I didn't yeah. think about that. My son has one, and it's upstairs yeah. right now. Maybe I'll go hit it too. So when we give you the Chinese poison, you know, <laughs> you'll be okay. Forget the Chinese poison. Let's just get juiced. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I do like because he takes too much of it because he doesn't remember what Dwight Yoakam told him. So he just starts running. <laughs> I love it. And I love it when he calls him and he's talking to him. He's like, yep, yep. And he's like talking super fast. And he tells him that basically it's going to give him a boner. <laughs> <laughs> they watch the police report. <laughs> and, he's, and he's standing there like watching the police report. And there's all these people around. And they look down and it's just gigantic. It's not the hospital gown because he has this... Huge the hospital guy has a huge tent, basically, to it in the front. <laughs> it's it's really funny. Um, so he, he steals a police motorcycle, and like that seems like so ridiculous when he steals that motorcycle. The cops like holding on to the side of it, and like like doesn't he? He takes the cop's gun at first, and he's like, it's so so random. And then and then you get the weird scene when he's driving the motorcycle to that song from Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy, yes, <laughs> Harry Nilsson. Um, and that, that's also where you get, uh, his, uh, a, a large shot of his tush, as Dave would say. Um, this is where I have my first note that says, this movie is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a note that says, I really hate his cell phone ringer that he uses in his cell phone in this. Like, I don't, I can't describe it, but I'm not a fan of it. And you hear it a bunch in the movie. Um, so he goes to talk to Eve, his girlfriend, that's who made me smart. Plays. I kind of I like her in this movie. Uh, she's kind of hilarious because she's like a pothead. Yeah. <laughs> she's really like kind of like clueless. Um, this is where we, we talked about where he gets that shot where like he's trying to fix the clock on the microwave and you get the shot from like inside the microwave. He's also starting to kind of like his heart starting to fail, so he puts his hand in the waffle maker <laughs> in order to give himself a, uh, a shot of adrenaline, which is like yikes. Um, I also like when they're going to leave, they're going to go eat. And he's like fighting with the guys like outside of her apartment and the gun goes off and it just shoots that bird in the cage. And, <laughs> and the bird is just like, just like explodes. explodes. Yeah. Feathers. That's, that's really funny. Um, there's, there's just like really random stuff in this movie. Cause like before they go to eat in Chinatown, they're just like, they show like a pigeon and they show like a, x-ray or like they show the pigeon's heart, like beating for some reason. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just like a really weird, and I was confused too, and they answer it because I have a note that's like, ah, does she not know he's a hitman? But then you find out like she didn't know that he told her that he was a video game programmer. Um, and he kind of tells a story about what's going on. The background that we didn't know is that we knew that he was sent to kill Don Kim, but what we didn't find out until this part of the movie is that he actually didn't kill Don Kim, that he told him to just get out of town and he wants to like retire from the hitman business. Right. That's the plan. The plan is he's going to go straight. And so I told Don Kim, just leave for 48 hours so I can get things together and leave. Uh, And then that was it. 
So then you get another super weird scene when they're leaving the restaurant in Chinatown and they just have sex in the middle of the street in Chinatown with a bunch of people watching. Yeah. And I love, so I was reading about, reading about the making of this film and they said that um, only half of the people in the background there are paid extras. The rest of the people are just people that were there watching them film and had no <laughs> idea what was going on. So all their reactions are genuine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is kind of funny. Um, he gets a call from uh, Kalo telling him he found Johnny Verona and it's at like Don Kim's whatever factory. And sure. then like, uh, yeah. And then Kalo gets killed. See ya. See ya, Kalo. It's a, it's a uh, pretty mean way of doing it too. They can't just shoot him. They're like, yeah, we're going to put a bag over his head and hang him. Yeah. In it's a pretty chair. rough. Yeah. Um, so he sneaks into the, uh, it, this is a question I have for you guys. He sneaks into that factory and he throws that guy off the roof. Was I supposed to know who that guy was that he threw off the roof? Because he was like, one of the security guards from earlier. And yeah. he's, he's definitely, pl- he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's like a character actor. He was on uh, the first episode of the league. He was the criminal who like they, bat, you know, they, they determined his sentence by trading. He's, well, in a, he's a character actor. He's in a lot of stuff. Well, within the context of this film, let me roll it back. He was the security guard for his boss, for Carlito. Yeah. Now, Don Carlos. Don, Don Carlos. Don Carlos. So Statham right now had, uh, up until that point, Statham had no idea that Don Carlos was working with Ricky Verona. Because there's, okay. there, there's opposite sides, Verona and, and, and Don Carlos. And, um, and that's why he wouldn't help him when he was in the pool, is because they're playing Statham. They're going to kill Statham. Um to like tie up any loose ends with Don Kim and basically pin it on, on him so that they don't have any fallback from Don Kim being killed. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, um, so then he go that, like you said, that's what he finds out that, that Don Carlos wants him off the street and all this stuff. Uh, Amy smart shows up there for some reason. I was kind of confused, uh, how she knew where to go. I guess she followed him question mark. Um, but they get in a fight, he kills a bunch of dudes, he uses Kalo as, like, a human shield, and he takes a bunch of bullets. Uh, he also gets shot in the ass, which is uh, always a... Or, sorry, he gets shot in the tush, right, Dave? The tush. Right in the tush. Um, right in the tush. They go down into, like, the, the first level where they're, like, they're all this, all the people are making the shirts. He gets that guy's hand stuck in the sewing machine, Ooh, which that is... That was brutal. That is... Brutal. Like, he just, like, literally, it's like an industrial sewing machine. He shoves the guy's hand in it, and he, like, can't get it out, and he's just, like, screaming. Um, really, really disturbing. Uh, so they get in a car chase. Uh, in order to get his adrenaline up during the car chase, she gives him a blowjob. <laughs> but won't let him finish because she says that he always falls asleep afterwards. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. yeah that it's is a valid really- plan. Uh, so they go to the doctor office, um, when they, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm so confused. Uh, they go to the doctor's office. I think I'm just confused about my note next, because I have, <laughs> oh, you know what, I think I just have a gap. So they get, they, okay, I'm sorry, my notes just skip some stuff, I apologize. They go to the doctor's office. He thinks that, like, the doctor's going to be able to cure him, but he's kind of like, no, I can't. Um, he's like, there's no cure for it. But he talks to Verona, and Verona's like, well, yeah, I do have a cure, but you have to come meet me at this place. Am I right? Am I- yeah, there yeah. isn't actually a cure, but they're both basically playing each other. He know they both. He knows there's no cure, and Verona knows he doesn't ha- doesn't have a cure, 
but he wants to get Verona where he can kill him, and Verona wants to get him or Chev where he can get killed. So they're both they're both lying to each other, but they both kind of you know they both know you know. Okay, so they agree to meet at this hotel downtown. This is when he gets in the elevator to ride up, and there's like a random like Asian guy in there, and he like. He imagines him talking to him as, like, his mom and, like, Orlando and Verona and then himself. It's really weird. It is really trippy. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's – that. okay, there we go. Then he gets out of the elevator in the, the goon segment. This is where I have a note that says, is that the guy that voices Darth Maul? And it was. Um, yep. So, Verona – like you said, this is where we get the full reveal that Ravona, R- Verona is there with Don Carlos – and then they're working together. I do like that little bit though, where um, Chev like uh, Chevy pulls out and put make his hand and like a hand, you know like a, yeah. they take his actual gun and he you know does like a finger gun and he like pulls the trigger and a dude actually gets like blown away and you're like what is going on? But it's because Don Kim and all his boys showed up to kind of like I don't know necessarily that well, I guess maybe they're kind of helping uh, Chelios out because he helped him out and didn't kill him when he was supposed to. Yeah, that's um, what it was. Um, uh, Verona's gets a couple of his fingers blown off, which is gross. Um, I do like when Don Carlos, they throw that grenade and Don Carlos pushes that one guy just like on top of it and it blows up. It's so gross. Yeah. Like this, this was a crazy shootout scene. Like, yeah, there's so many guns. Um, and I'm excited to talk about the second one at some point because, (laughs) The only thing that I can think of that tops this is the second movie. Yeah. Well, this also establishes, and you learn the second one, that half-naked women are not safe from gunfire. More no, naked no, no. women. No, especially if they're in weird plastic bubbles. Bubbles, yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel good. like this was also something that was happening at the time where these boutique hotels had just weird shit going on all the time, and like art installations, and like that was a big thing back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, there's this crazy shootout. Uh, Don Carlos makes it to this helicopter. Um, Verona shows up. He stabs Chevy with more of the poison in his neck. Um, but then Verona ends up killing Don Carlos. Um, the helicopter takes off. Chev's on there. They, they fight a little bit, and he basically throws both of them out of the helicopter. They're falling. While they're falling, he breaks Verona's neck midair with his hand, and then has time to pull out his cell phone and make a phone call and leave Eve a message. And the last thing in the movie is he hits the ground. Well, he hits a car, bounces off a car, and then hits the cement. While Miracle by Jefferson Starship is playing. That's true. And somehow when his body hits the car and the ground, it doesn't, like... Explode into just like blood and guts, and somehow stays perfectly intact. Andy blinks. Yeah, he blinks. you hear his heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's cool about that scene is Statham did his own stunt there. Like they're literally three thousand feet above Los Angeles in a helicopter, and that is Statham in a helicopter hanging off the side of it. Yeah, yeah he's harnessed, of course. But sure. you know. Yeah, I yeah. thought it said that he did all his own fight and car stunts in this movie. So all the driving and fighting is... Well, I mean, the fighting makes sense, obviously, but right. the, all, all the car stuff in the movie, the, all the driving is done by him as well, too. So, um, But, uh, yeah, and that's that's how we leave uh, the original Crank. That's how it ends, you know? It's like, it, it's such like a... Like we kind of talked about, so it's like an pun intended, an adrenaline jolt, like from start to finish, like it just goes. There's not really a lot of 
moments to take a breath in the movie. No, I guess. it is. It's just a blur. Like there, it is a blur of activity. There is. It does not stop. It just keeps on going and keeps on going. And and it makes sense because the whole point of this film is, you know, the acquisition of an adrenaline. And yeah. if the movie stopped at any point, it would it would lessen the film, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Um, did you see this weird thing? And I don't even quite understand this where it says uh, in the scene where uh, after the car chase, when he, when he shoots the guys who are in the car, he does it. He fires his gun in time with the English football chant. One, two, one, two, three, one, two, I three, saw four. That. And so apparently in England, people saw it. They would then shout out England afterwards. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. There's well, a lot of strange things in here. Yeah, well, and, and, I mean, you talked about it, like, how how influenced by, like, Grand Theft Auto this, this movie is, which is yeah. re- which is really prevalent. I mean, if you... Have either of you played the original Grand Theft Auto? No. Uh, I, we used to have it, uh, my brother and I had it for uh, PlayStation, the original PlayStation, and I remember not liking it, because I... <laughs> it was one of those PlayStation games, it was on, like, two discs, and you occasionally had to switch the disc out, and it just was like, like you said, it was like the top-down view, and it was just very, like, I don't know, I never got into it, but I have played it. Yeah, it's weird, I, and honestly, like, this movie reminds me of it, like, if you were to take a camera and, like, put it street-level to that game, this is kind of like what that game would be. I can see that, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> It's just a wild movie. It like there, like you said, there's not really anything like it. There's not really anything to be like, this is reminiscent of something I've seen before it. Yeah, there really isn't. Um, I, I, I want to bring this up. So the movie was going to be Johnny Knoxville. And, you know, Statham took the job, but then said, you know, I don't know how to be funny. And so they told him, just play it straight. Let the movie be funny. You just play it straight. How do you right. think Johnny Knoxville would have fared in something like this? I, It'd be I, a very different movie. I agree. Right. I don't know. Like, I I can picture this movie, like like you said, like, more with, like, Nicolas Cage in it. Like, I could see it being more of the same thing. Although, not really, though, because I don't know what this movie is without, like you just talked about, without Statham kind of playing the straight man in it, you know? Like, I don't know what this movie is. Like, you have Johnny Knoxville, it's not the same. If you have Nicolas Cage, he's not going to be the straight man, and he's going to be, like, a lunatic. So, like, how does that change the movie, you know? And I can believe everyone being afraid of Statham. I can believe everyone being afraid of of Nicolas Cage. I really can't believe everyone being afraid of Johnny Knoxville, you know? Right. And, you know, and that, that makes me wonder how much of this film was rewritten with, you know, on the fly. Because um, Johnny Knoxville's not terribly intimidating. He's just a skinny, lanky, kind of weird-looking dude. Um, whereas Statham is, you know, looks like a guy who could kick your ass. Yes, and and could. And, yeah. and absolutely could. So, I don't know. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, might, this might get back to him, and he might prove to us that... Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till Johnny Knoxville has to be on the podcast. Yeah, it's a possibility. You know, I called him a couple times, and... He hasn't returned my calls yet, but he's like, like he's like when you guys do Walking Tall, I will be on. Get him and the Rock, it'll be great. Yeah, I hear the Rock schedule is wide open. We're gonna get him, the Rock, and Neil McDonough. I heard so. Yeah. It's true. You know what? Honestly, Neil McDonough is probably an easy get. 
Oh wow! Oh Shots, man, Dum Dum Dugan just Dum Dum Dugan is just like no. Hold on, hold on. Don't, don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, I bet he'd want to be on this podcast because he's that, okay. he's that type of guy. Okay, oh, I thought you were man. saying that he's as a easier schedule to get a hold of than Johnny Knoxville. No, no, he's in everything. No, Neil okay. McDonough is shows up everywhere. Like anything yeah. he's been in, you know, a bunch oh, of shows okay. on FX. He's been on a bunch yeah. of CW shows. He just kind of shows up in places. Remember how great he is in Justified? Oh my god, he's so good in Justified. He's great in everything. He was great on Arrow. He was great on Arrow. Oh, that's true too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, this is neither here nor there, so I won't finish the thought. But I, I there's just something I was watching recently, and he was in. Oh, you guys don't watch the show Yellowstone, but he's in. He's in the sec. He's in the second or second season, I think, of Yellowstone. He's really good in that too. I'm so. thinking of starting to watch that. You should just this. It's a really good show. Uh, I recommend it Excellent. highly. Uh, Rolling it back. Uh, Yes. Um, So back to this. So I I don't know. I'm trying to think like, are there any movies that you can think of that would be improved with the Neville Dean and Taylor style? Something that, you know, would be more, you know, because if you look at a film like, uh, like, like Ghost Rider, uh, the the second Ghost Rider film, it's very much a Neville Dean and Taylor film. I mean, it, it has all of their trademark craziness and zaniness to it and i think it's a better movie than the first ghost rider which isn't saying much but you get my point yeah i think the obvious one that would be improved would have been jonah hex because basically all of their stuff got stripped away from it and it's like it ended up being just such a shitty movie you know so i think think, you know i think it's tricky because they're they're, uh and we'll get into this more at some point when we cover the second one but they're I don't know. Like, I think there's a fine line for their, I think it's easy for their style to go too far and too much. So it's like, what kind of movie does that work? And it works great for this one. Sure. But like, I don't know. And like you said, the second Ghost Rider, yeah, it works. But like, I don't know. It's hard for me to picture them making like, like maybe they can make a Fast and Furious movie. Like maybe their maybe. style, that, that might be interesting. Like, but I don't know. It's just hard because I feel like that they walk a very fine line and it's, I think it's very easy for them to get like carried away with trying to top themselves. Yeah. Unfortunately they've broken up as a directing duo. So, uh, but I, I think they could make the hell out of like a purge movie. You know? Yeah. You know what? Maybe a horror film would be pretty, probably pretty good with them. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen a purge movie, but yeah, most of them aren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> But they keep they kept, they kept making money, and but now it's like okay, this is the final one. We swear. All right. Well, that, anyone else have anything else they want to add? Yeah, I think we're ready nope. to rank it. All right, let me hit the button, and then we'll rate it. All right. Um. Well, since you guys are the guests, I'll let you decide <laughs> if you want to go first or second or how you want to do it. Why don't you go, Dave? Um, okay, I'll go. I, I think you know how I'm going to go with this. I mean, I absolutely love this movie. It's another one that I evangelized, you know. Um, I'm going to go Five Machine Guns. I just love it. It's wow. so original. I really like this movie. I've watched, like, this is this is one of my go-to movies where it's like, you know, if I'm just like, if I'm on a plane and I'm nervous or something, I'll just put this on. It's like, yeah, just... I just love this movie. I mean, I didn't even have to take notes for this one because I've seen it so many times. You know, I probably, I, I might watch it again, but I probably could have skipped watching again because it's just, 
I just love this movie. So that's a, it's a five machine gun for me. Wow. Don't worry, I have a different opinion on the next one. But, <laughs> You're a lunatic. Uh, um, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't go all the way with you on that. I do like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I think, especially for the time, it's very inventive. And we talked about some of the camera stuff. And it's just, there's, I mean, like, you can't really say it now, but there's nothing like it at the time. And it, it is a lot of fun to watch. And I, and I, and I, I it, it's short. It's under an hour and a half. So you can, you know, and it's go, go, go. Uh, I can't quite go with you that all that way, but you know what? I'm gonna I'll give it four machine guns because I do really think it's a good movie and I think it's fun to watch and I and just for the fact that there's n- nothing. I mean, now like I said, now there's stuff like it, but at the time there's nothing really like it. So uh, I'll give it four machine guns. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much right with you, not Dave. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're right. It's inventive. There's really nothing like it. Statham's great in it. Uh, Dwight Yoakam's really good in it. Amy Smart's good in it. I, you know, she plays kind of like a... Her character makes sense. She has no idea what's actually going on, and she wouldn't, because she hasn't been clued in anything. Um, yeah, I, overall, it's four machine guns. It's an entertaining watch. It's quick. Um, and you're not gonna... You're, you're not gonna be bored. That's for certain. Uh, and you're not really gonna see anything like it until you watch the second movie, but again, <laughs> different opinions yeah. for a different show. Um... But yeah, I'll I'll say I'll say four machine guns as well. All right, so you okay. definitely definitely a watch if you haven't seen it. Oh, I will totally. say check it out. Uh, I watched it free on Peacock. Yep. Uh, I don't know how everyone else watched it, but that's how I watched. That's it. how I watched it as well. I own multiple copies. <laughs> of course, you have one on your on your watch right now, don't you? Uh, no, I have a Fitbit. Oh, you, oh, you don't have the Fitbit, Fitbit version? No, no. It's weird. It just all the little like, pixels. Yeah, the, the Fitbit version actually like. Uh, it, it tracks your heart rate, and uh, the <laughs> film won't run if your heart rate isn't over 160. Ooh. Yeah, really, yeah, really, Jason Statham could have used a Fitbit in this movie. If you Good thing I'm it. in such terrible shape. That's just going up a couple flights of stairs. Um, yeah, so yeah, he could have used a Fitbit, one, uh, because it would have... Uh, it would have uh, it would have helped with his heart rate and showed him how many steps. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, Dave, as always, thanks for being on. Uh, Thank you for having me. LPJ, anything you want to you want to cover in this last little bit here? Uh, I just want to plug uh, our Discord. So check us out at gamezillamedia.com. Uh, you can you can go to uh, the bottom of the page, join our Discord, uh, and uh, you can check us out on uh, Facebook, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. We're all over the place, and uh, you can check out all of the other shows on Gamezilla Media. There's lots of them. Uh, Noobs and Dragons, uh, Legend of Retro, the GameZilla podcast. We got a lot of stuff for everybody, so please check it out. And uh, thank you to the patrons um, on, on Patreon for uh, contributing money. Uh, if you do join Patreon, you get uh, a bunch of stuff for the, at the $1 tier, uh, but at the $5 tier, you get our extra show, which is called the post credit scene. And uh, we're actually going to be releasing a couple of those this month in July, uh, which you will enjoy, I, I guarantee you. And, uh, you know, as always, thank you so much, patrons. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Dave, thank you again for being here. Thank you again for having me. All right. Well, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back.